Hello, I'm Christian, and welcome to the Jamar International Podcast, where we talk about effective collaboration, influence, and leadership in an increasingly complex world. My interview partner is Dr. Dirk Schlimm. Dirk is an international leadership expert and the author of Influencing Powerful People. The purpose of this podcast is to share ideas and stimulate discussion, and it does not constitute professional advice of any kind. If such advice is needed, the services of a competent professional should be sought. The speakers, hosts, and Gemmar International Incorporated are not to be held responsible for any use, misuse, or reuse of the content. Enjoy the show. Welcome back, everyone. As we have been highlighting regularly during our episodes, many principles we typically think of as for businesses and offices actually have applications for many other fields, professions, and relationships. Knowing how to work with a team, being a good negotiator, and brainstorming effectively are qualities that prove useful in nearly any context you can find yourself in. This is something I've actually come across and have come to really appreciate as I've been hosting this podcast. Every topic we have discussed has clear and practical application as I approach my PhD studies at the University of Toronto. Whether I'm interacting with classmates, academic supervisors, advisory committee members, uh, university administration, or even publishers, I am making use of skills that many mistakenly assume are just for the business world. So with that in mind, today I'm going to be asking Dirk some questions about first impressions. Everyone talks about first impressions and the importance of making a good one, but let's explore and unpack the why, who, and how of that. And today, let's use my PhD studies in the academic world as our case study. Dirk, in your book, Influencing Powerful People, you've made it clear that first impressions are critical. What are you basing this on? Yeah, thanks, Christian. There there are a number of psychological theories at play here, but I'm not a psychologist. Mm. And so I'd rather base my statement on observation. And Early in my career, I worked directly for a successful company founder, and he had me join a lot of different meetings with a lot of different people. And many of them were people he met for the first time, like business partners, um, charity fundraisers, job candidates, consultants, lawyers, and so on. And, And afterwards, we would debrief. And what struck me was that in the debrief, first impressions really came up a lot. Things like, oh, they came straight to the point, or they had a firm handshake, or they looked me in the eye. Mm. And then when I researched this topic for more, I found that this pattern uh, is really consistent with statements from, from other powerful people. They would say things like, I met so-and-so, and we hit it off right away. So a good first impression must have been at play. Okay, Dirk, that makes sense. And I hear what you're saying, and I'm glad to hear that others have confirmed that. But A follow-up question is, should we really assume that people, whether that's employers or in my case, faculty members are, uh, shall I say, stuck in their first impressions? Isn't that known to be pretty shallow? After all, a common saying in nearly every context I heard is don't judge a book by its cover. Isn't that what a first impression effectively is? Yeah, you're right. And it would indeed be shallow and somewhat scary if that's all it was. And uh, so, for example, when you're dealing with a university professor, one would think they look uh, for more than a good first impression. And and of course they do. Uh, But the point here is that a good first impression is not everything, 
but it is one important thing. It allows mm -hmm. you to be off to a good start, so to speak. Now, if you don't have substance behind you, your, your first good impression will not get you very far. And so maybe the point is this, the, the good first impression helps and a bad first impression could even stop you in your tracks. Like, right. Think about it like a great sprinter who has an edge because they pushed hard out of the blocks versus someone who stumbled a bit at the start. The second one may actually be running faster, but they still lose the race. It's probably not fair. Um, and especially if people don't have uh, much time, however, they will fall back on that first impression and they will decide whom they want to get to know better. And then you back up with substance or, or you don't. Okay, Dirk, that is, again, helpful. And I think that analogy makes it very clear. It might be unfortunate when we see a fast runner lose because they stumble, but in the end, they still lose. No one's going to redo the race for them because of that. And that also comports to a lot of what I've seen in my academic world. So something that people might, might not be aware of is that there is oftentimes some pretty intense competition to among students to lock down professors' times, and that varies across which academic discipline. But I think a reality is that professors, with their limited time, limited resources, and limited opportunities they have to make available to students, they have to make a quick decision based on first impressions who they will commit their time to, who they will give that TAing opportunity to, who they will write a letter for that's fulsome for a grant. So I think that uh, though we might not think it's fair or might assume it's pretty shallow, that first impressions are a reality that makes sense that we have to live with. So with that, that understanding, we need to talk about the who, Dirk. First impressions, clearly important, but are they important in every relationship I'm trying to make? For example, thinking again in my academic world, should I be just as concerned as making a, a good first impression with my classmates as I am with my supervisors? Yeah, Christian, that, that's uh, a, a good question. And, and you're right. First impressions are context-driven. In fact, I think they're highly uh, context-driven. So in some contexts, it's perfectly fine, and it's probably best to, to just be yourself as uh, the saying goes. You want friends who like you, for who you are rather than uh, for someone who presents a carefully cultivated image. But in other contexts, you take on the role of a persona. You are a professional. You offer good insights. You look sharp. You understand what the situation calls for and you present yourself uh, accordingly. For example, I've been for the last 12 years been teaching an executive education uh, session uh, at, at business schools across Canada. So it's the same session um, all the time. And the participants are senior executives, board members, lawyers, and so on. And I kind of have them there for, for a, couple of, couple of hour, a couple of hours. And, and some years back, uh, I took the course myself. So, so I know the materials, material well. But I can tell you, I'm behaving very differently when I'm the instructor versus when I am the participant. I pull out my teaching persona, uh, so to speak, and I need to make a very strong first impression because otherwise busy and easily distracted people will be on their devices and I only have them half attentive for the rest of the class. So in, in this context, I need to make a good first impression. I need to project a strong persona in the classroom. 
Dirk, that's very helpful. And I'm glad that you brought up the teaching example. I've seen this play out, of course, in my own academic career, where meeting a PhD cohort class where I'm among my peers in my program, I make a certain kind of first impression. And my persona is that of a student. But when I'm meeting uh, master students that I'm TAing, I have a bit more of a teacher sort of persona that I need to present. I'm very much the same person, maybe even dressed the same way, but given what I want from the class, whether it's my own or a class where I'm a bit of a teacher role, I need to play up different aspects of my persona to have an effective relationship. So Dirk, from there, we have the last and perhaps the longest question, the how. How do I make a good first impression? Yeah, Christian, there are actually surprisingly many dimensions uh, to this, but let me pick out three that stand out uh, for me. Uh, so first of all, you want to present an appropriate professional appearance, and that includes dressing properly for the occasion. You, you must convey that you want to be taken seriously by how you dressed and, and also maybe stand out a little bit. And so um, think about it at, as a little bit of a brand. Doesn't mean you wear a suit, it's just whatever is appropriate and you come across as pro appropriate. And again, as somebody who wants to be taken seriously. Uh, then second to me is you want to be well prepared for the purpose of, of your meeting. I, I remember having uh, a first meeting with a very serious and, and somewhat intimidating business personality. We, you know, the, he had booked 15 minutes with me uh, and he walked right in and, and there, was, there, was no, uh, th there was no small talk. He said, who are you and what do you want? And, and, and so if, if you get that question and then you're right there, you want to be ready to tell your story. You want to be ready to tell it clearly and with impact. And you can mm -hmm. only do that if you've really thought about it ahead of time. And, right. and then finally, you want to build rapport. You, you need to know about their interests and goals. You can discover some uh, commonalities, uh, things the way you have, uh, you know, traveled to the same place or we have read the same books or, you know, their research interests maybe in your world. And, and especially when you meet powerful people and you, you need or want something from them, you want to be clear how your skills and your experience help them. And that you can only do if you have, uh, if you have prepared. Dirk, that again, uh, consistently very helpful there. That's clear. And I think that gives us some practical advice to take into those first impressions that we're trying to make with uh, different people, most likely perhaps employers or in my case, faculty members. And I could just briefly share, I mentioned that I've been a TA for class before, and that certainly rings true for me uh, on the receiving end of people trying to make good first impressions. So as students in my tutorial group, and I can briefly share that uh, we mentioned professional appearance or perhaps how we speak. And that certainly applies even in our digital age. So I could share that uh, the first time I ever marked papers, I gave some students uh, good grades who deserved it, and some uh, didn't do so great, and I gave them appropriate grades, but uh, I, of course, got some emails from students asking about their grade and how could they do better, and I could say there was a marked difference in my response from a student who just said, what's up, Chris, and just said, why did I get such a low grade, compared to a student who said, hello, Christian, I I'm glad I'm thank you for marking my paper, but I would like to know what are things I could do to be better. And they even explain what they did and their intention behind it. And while I was fair and I gave feedback to both, the one who put a bit more effort into their email and certainly started with a hello Christian rather than a sub Chris, uh, definitely got a different uh, impact 
made a different impact with me and got a, a more fulsome response as I wanted to have a conversation and I was willing to commit extra time to them. So Dirk, first impressions truly do matter. And I think how we could see it matters not only for us trying to make good first impressions, but also for us, our listeners, as we receive people trying to make good first impressions. But it's important to be aware of either way. So Dirk, thank you for everything you said so far. I just want to ask any final thoughts on first impressions. Yeah, Christian, we have talked about first impressions and it's a hugely important issue. So I'm really glad you chose it for, for today's, uh, for today's uh, podcast. Um, but over time, uh, we will go from first impressions to reputation. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it really, we're, we're becoming uh, more acquainted with people. And then we, we really want to wonder, what are we known for? What do we want to be known for? Are you uh, consistent and, and are you reliable? And, and most importantly, can you be trusted? And so a first, a strong first impression makes for an excellent start, but you then want to build a reputation of somebody who can and will go the distance, someone who can be relied on when things get difficult. And that really becomes uh, much more than a first impression. It really becomes an endeavor of a lifetime. Thanks, Dirk. And that's good to think about. We're thinking long term. So uh, I think we all learned so much today, and I could safely say that we have a lot of information we will take hopefully into first impressions, definitely be thinking about our appearance, being prepared to answer questions and just being able to tell a story clearly and with impact. So hopefully we remember those points, but unfortunately that's all the time we have for today. We hope that, we truly hope that you will join us here next time on the Gemar International Podcast. We come out every other Monday, so please be looking forward to that. And as always, we welcome your comments. We want to hear from you, but until the following Monday, take care. 